Welcome to Business Beyond Usual. My name is Preston Hill, and we are recording live from the Ross School of Business once again. I'm here with Eugenia Collins. Hi, Eugenia. How's it going? Hi. Hi, Preston. And today, we're going to be talking about partner and family life here at Ross. So to help us do that, we've invited a few of our fellow MBAs to talk about their experience at Ross as a partner or a parent. Uh, Welcome, everyone, and thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate it. Before we get started, we want to mention a couple of things. First, we want to encourage you to get in touch with us. We love engaging with our listeners and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at bbupodcast at umich.edu. That is bbupodcast at umich.edu. Or follow us on Instagram at ross underscore bbu. That's at ross underscore bbu. And feel free to DM us on there as well. Ask us questions, suggest episode topics, or just say hello. We love spending time at the beginning of each podcast, reading some of the messages and answering the questions that you send us. And while we're on this topic, we want to give a special shout out to Hash, who got in touch with us a few days ago to share his experience as a regular BBU listener. Here's the email we got from Hash. Dear team, I am Hash Kathari from India, and I applied for the full-time MBA program this year. I've been listening to the podcast for quite some time and got to know so many experiences of different people at Ross over the years. I would love to share why I relate with the Ross Academia so much. It goes back to the experiences I've had in my life, be it learning business while helping my father in our family business or living in a college town and meeting people from different parts of the country who have come there for one common goal. Studying together, playing together with those people was one of a kind experience. This is one of the reasons why Ross is my go-to business school. Go Blue. Well, thank you, Hash. We really enjoyed reading that and thank you for getting in touch with us. Yes, I think it just goes to say, if you do email us or DM us on Instagram, like we will respond. So once again, Harsh, thank you for reaching out. And those of you who are listening elsewhere, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. So shifting gears a little bit before we jump into the panel discussion, uh, we did want to mention at the outset of our discussion that when it comes to partners and families while pursuing an MBA, everyone's decisions and experiences are going to look a little different. While you'll get to hear a few different perspectives today, it's by no means exhaustive of the Ross community as a whole. And we'd encourage you to reach out to student ambassadors or just current students at Ross uh, if you're interested in hearing more about the partner and family experience here at Ross. Uh, Without further ado, I'd love to introduce our panelists and really jump into our panel discussion. So to our panelists, Evelyn, I'm actually going to start with you on this one. uh, And I've got a few questions for you. But if you could just introduce yourself, give us your name, what you were doing before Ross, as well as where you were living what you'll be doing this summer for your internship plans, what you're involved with here at Ross. And then kind of our wild card question is what has been your favorite part of living in Ann Arbor? So it's a place, maybe an experience or a memory, an event. What have you loved about being here in the mitten, uh, so to speak? So Evelyn, we'll, we'll pass to you and then we'll work around the table. Well, first off, Preston, thank you so much for having me. As he mentioned, my name is Evelyn Rosado. I am a MBA one uh, here at Michigan Ross. Before Ross, I was mainly in New York, uh, working at the intersection of architecture and social impact. I'm transitioning into consulting and will be at Carney's Chicago office this summer. Um, at Ross this year, I've been involved in HBSA, the Hispanic Business Student Association, as well as an allyship role with the BBSA, the Black Business Student Association. I also participated in the Community Consulting Club and um, have been involved as a member in a number of other clubs. But actually next year, I'm going to be the incoming uh, MBA Council President. So I'm very excited about that. Woo. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, I think my favorite part about living in Ross is just the community. I live kind of at Hill Street, so there's a lot of MBAs there, and you can't really leave your house without seeing another smiling face. So I really enjoy um, enjoy that. Awesome. Thank you, Evelyn. Abid, we'll pass it to you. Well, thank you, Preston, and following behind our president, future president. It's an honor. My name is Abid. I was born and raised in Pakistan, but pre-Ross, I was in Miami, Florida, where I was in private equity. For my internship, I'll be joining the Nike's corporate strategy team, so merging my passion for sports and finance. I think that's very exciting, and I think that's a part of you coming to business school, chasing your dreams, and doing things that you never thought were possible. Ross involvement, I'm part of consortium. I'm part of Section 5, and also I'm the Section 5 president. So when you come to Ross, they break you down into different sections. And yeah, I'm part of Section 5 and the president of Section 5, which is a very proud thing for me. Outside that, I'm involved in Sports Business Association, FedEx Club, also Private Equity and Venture Capital Club. Favorite part of living in Ann Arbor? The first one has been the traffic coming from a reasonably big city where it takes you forever to get to one spot to another. Everything in Ann Arbor is 10 to 15 minutes away, which has been awesome. And the other part that I love about Ann Arbor is the community. I just feel right at home. I feel that I've met so many awesome, like-minded people. And I think that's the reason why you keep hearing everyone say that community is so great in Ann Arbor. All right. Thank you, Abid. And Evelyn, I've got to say that I'm super excited to be here. Um, so thank you for hosting me here. Hello, everyone. My name is Sal Joskovic. I'm an MBA one as well. 34 years old from Israel. So I moved here with my wife, three kids, and I was Sphinx cats. And yes, Joy, it is a cat. Uh, prior to <laughs> Ross, I worked in corporate finance and accounting for several years. I have vast experience in mergers and acquisitions, investment management, um, financial reporting, and cybersecurity business operations as a whole. At Ross, I'm involved in um, several things, starting from leadership positions in the tech club and Maze and Jew. Um, moving on to my participation in Ross Leadership Academy. I won the private equity competition here at Ross, and I'm acting as both student ambassador and a member of the International Center's uh, student committee. And as for Ann Arbor, I think that I totally agree with my friends here about the community. I would just add a variety as well. I think that one of the things that I like the most about Ann Arbor is that even though you are considered as a foreigner, you do not feel like a stranger. And this is something that really differentiates Ann Arbor from other um, cities around the U.S., from what I heard from people and from friends. I would say that on top of what everybody here said, I think that anyone can find something that he or she likes. From having like a drink or going to a good restaurant at the downtown to having different activities when it's like snowy outside so you can go indoor and do a lot of activities for kids, for families, and also for adults. And... During the summer, you have tons of parks around and a lot of attractions that you can go to. I think that Ann Arbor, although it is a small town, does combine everything you can ask for. So I'm really happy to be here. Thanks so much, Sar. I really love what you said about even though you're a foreigner, you're not a stranger. I think that speaks so highly to the community that we have here in Ann Arbor. 
And my name is Michelle. I am Abit's partner. And we, as he mentioned, we moved here from Miami, Florida (laughs) about eight months ago with our 25-pound dog. We live in Woodbury Gardens. And prior to moving here, I was working in IT audit for about six years and really took this transition to pivot into a new career. So I'm currently part of the admissions team and have been working with them for about eight months I'm also involved in the Partners Club here at Ross, which is called PCAR and the Wolverine Wine Club. And my favorite part of living in Ann Arbor, in addition to the community and what everyone else said, is the outdoor uh, opportunities that we have here. There's a lot of different trails to go hiking, kayaking, and just a lot of beautiful greenery that's accessible to everyone. So thank you. Thanks, Michelle. So coming back to you, uh, how did you and your partner meet and how long have you been together? So Abed and I met when we were both working at PwC through a mutual friend. We weren't in the same practice, so we could actually mingle with each other. We barely saw each other, everyone. So it wasn't, it wasn't all like you're not okay. on the same team. Um, and we've been together for about four and a half years. Yeah, I can go next. Um, so my wife and I met in the Israeli Army's officers course when we were 19. The funny part is that she should have done the previous course and some technical issues caused her to be pushed to the next one where I was. So we met by, you can say chance. I'm happy about that. And we are together since then and married for 11 years. Nice. <laughs> so um, you did mention you had three kids. How old are they and what are their names? You want to say a quick shout out? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, I have an amazing kids. Obviously, I'm not objective here. but um, <laughs> <laughs> So I will start by uh, my oldest, Mika. She's nine and she really likes to swim. So she just joined the swimming team here in Ann Arbor. Uh, my middle one is Eyal. He's seven years old and he's playing soccer. And my youngest is Leah. She's four years old and she only recently started gymnastics. So each and every one of them found his and her spot and really feels at home here. Nice. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Evelyn, I'll pass it on to you. Oh, thank you. Um, So my partner and I met in Brooklyn. We actually met online on Bumble, but you know, we had some happenstance in our in our relationship too. Turns out he lived across the street and about five doors down from me in Brooklyn. It is a very big city, so that was pure luck. Uh, so that was about three and a half years ago, and we've kind of been inseparable since. I'm curious, Evelyn, when did you guys make the connection that you lived like five doors down from each other? It's really funny. Uh, Bumble actually hosts a number of events here with MBW, the Michigan Business Women. So I recently had to re-download the app to get into an event. I'm looking through the chat <laughs> from three years ago. And it uh, turns out that I apparently really creeped him out when I started asking where he lived. And no, really, where do you live? Like, which street in Sunset Park, Brooklyn? Uh, so he lied to me in that official thing. <laughs> so he lived a couple streets over. Uh, but our first date was actually a walk around the neighborhood and we went to our favorite, my favorite taco spot, which became our favorite taco spot. So it was a good time. Nice. That's awesome. And Eugenia, I know you also have a partner. Do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? Yes, I do have a partner. Shout out to you, Collins. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, we've been together for about 10 years. Uh, initially, when we started dating, we made online and we were in different places as well. So long distance was kind of a struggle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we were like on and off maybe for the first um 
three to four years. And then finally, once we were in the same place, we got together, got married and got hitched. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And I guess I'll round it out too, because uh, my wife, Mary Augusta, would be remiss if I did not give her a shout out. So my wife and I have been married for about almost four years, four years this summer, but we met actually on one of the first days of our freshman year in college and started dating our sophomore year and have been together ever since then. She actually works here at Ross in the Office of Action-Based Learning. So uh, we can kind of talk about this a little bit later, but one of the really cool things that Ross does is they do have positions open for partners who are moving here to Ann Arbor if their partner is a student who's pursuing their MBA. So really cool thing. So I guess kind of following up and Evelyn, we're actually going to start back with you, but how did you and your partner navigate the decision for you to pursue your MBA and, and what did that kind of decision process look like for you guys to make it work for, you know, your relationship? Yeah, um, that was a really interesting set of conversations. Um, we were really thinking about how we wanted to join our lives together and what that would look like. And at the time that we were kind of thinking through these things, uh, he's in finance and I was in architecture. So he already had a kind of demanding role, but he he really wanted to go back and get an MBA. And he shared that goal with me and I took it and ran with it. Um, <laughs> uh, so when we were talking about it, it really made sense for me to go back to school first. And we decided to kind of target different cities where he could also live. That didn't fully work out. We ended up relocating from New York. He's in Chicago while I'm in Ann Arbor, so we are still pretty close. But we ended up having to kind of do the long distance thing. And so I'm happy to talk about how that has worked out over the last few years, too. Yeah, we'd love to hear about that if you want to go ahead. Uh, sure. The fact that we're long distance has been really challenging for us, but also an opportunity to really strengthen our communication and really be intentional about the time that we spend together. So right now we see each other about every two or three weeks. And then we also recently took a trip, a uh, sea trek together to Colombia with 85 of my closest MBA friends. <laughs> uh, and that was a lot of fun and really a chance for him to meet people that he hadn't met yet in the MBA community, um, but also a chance for us to spend a full week together, which is really nice. But overall, our day-to-day -day looks like, you know, chats. We have uh, an app that helps us, like, ask questions about each other and keeps us uh, kind of learning more about each other. And we've started doing things like FaceTimes on Saturday mornings. We will cook breakfast together, even though we're in different cities. Uh, so that's a nice kind of date night thing that works within both of our schedules. And then it really comes down to making sure that we can plan those visits and make the most of them when we're in either Ann Arbor or in Chicago. Yeah, similar to Evelyn, uh, Collins and I definitely applied to schools within the Philadelphia area because that's where we lived before I moved to Ann Arbor. However, Michigan called me and I, I could not reject the call because <laughs> the community was amazing. And so when I moved to Michigan, unfortunately, his job wouldn't let him uh, move full time as well. So he's working hybrid in Philadelphia, but we try to get to see each other every other week, similar to Evelyn's story. And I think what has really helped us this time around in long distance is really keeping the communication crucial. So those good mornings, good night, how's your day going? And maybe setting up once a week a call where you literally just do an activity together, like cook breakfast, uh, as we literally will watch a movie or a video together and maybe make comments about it. And that keeps us pretty close. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think like Evelyn and Eugenia, you guys talk about the fact like you guys are here, have a partner maintaining it over distance. And of course, like that's very common, I would say here at Ross, whatever works for you and, and your partner, I think is obviously and ultimately most important. So Abed, I guess like shifting over to you, I see your partner's here in Ann Arbor. How did you guys make that decision to to come to Ann Arbor to come to school? I mean, what did it look like for you guys? 
first, I, I don't think I'll be here without my partner's support because all the partners out there who are going through the MBA process or application process, it's a challenging process. You have to take away time from your personal life to take tests and apply for applications. So thank you, Michelle, for making sure it, it, it happened and supporting me through that. That being said, throughout the process, we tried to keep an open communication. All the schools that we applied to, it was with the mindset that we hope that it will be a good community for Michelle as well. And once we had a decision to make between other schools, Michigan was the only one who actually hosted a partner's event or a Zoom session back in the day to to just welcome the partners, tell them like, hey, this is how the partner life is at Ross. And I think that really helped Michelle feel comfortable with Ross and Michigan in general. And the second part of it was going to a city where everyone was going to be new. I think that's something that you take for granted or you don't even think about that, hey, Ann Arbor is a small town and everybody coming in here doesn't know anyone. So that quickly resulted in that feeling of like, okay, I need to get to know people as soon as I got in. I think we met Eugenia and Collins actually on a wine night after our admissions. We hadn't put our deposit down and we were like, oh, we need to meet other partners. So let's have wine night. And that's how we met them. And I think that's something that helped us make our decision, just meeting more like-minded people. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a really cool thing about Ann Arbor, to your point, that I know that I definitely didn't really think about when I was going through the admissions process, but everybody's moving here. Like, nope, mm-hmm. there are very few people, if any, who were living in Ann Arbor before this. So I think that's a really cool aspect of why that community, I think, is so strong. It builds so quickly is because everybody's moving here at the same time. But Michelle, I'm going to pass it to you. Is there anything on the record that you want to correct that, no. that I'm going to shed? Or anything <laughs> he nailed you wanna... it. I couldn't agree more. His reason for coming to business school was so compelling. He involved me all throughout the process too. So I always felt connected, whether it was like proofreading applications or prepping him for interviews. And then when I did attend the partner chat that Ross had, I was immediately drawn to the Ross community. So I say that I became a Wolverine even before he did. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm curious, could you tell us a little bit about your transition like as a partner to Ann Arbor? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Miami. It's the place I had always called home. I had never left. And of course, the uh, idea of moving somewhere new for him to come to business school was a little daunting at first. But then I saw it as an opportunity for myself too. I started to think, what can I get out of it as an individual? And I know that I wanted to shift careers. So I started to network with different admissions teams, get an understanding of what this job looked like. And the Michigan Ross admissions team was actually one of the kindest ones to connect with me as a partner and just give me sort of a coffee chat to explain more what the job looks like. Um, so I viewed it as an adventure. Nothing is permanent in life. It's only going to be two years or less. And it really gave me an opportunity to try something new as well. Awesome. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Um, and then, Sar, we're going to, I guess, kind of bring it back to you to talk a little bit about your decision to, to pursue your MBA. Yeah, definitely. First of all, I would say that it has always been um, a dream of mine to do an MBA abroad, either in the U.S. or somewhere in Europe. But this is something that I always wanted. And I also always kept it aside and decided not to go for it because of all of the risks that are associated with it when you got a family. And I've got to say that I'm happy that I have the opportunity to speak to many future applicants and say, don't do that. Don't be afraid. Don't hesitate to take risks for your own lives. Just make sure you're doing it wisely. 
So I think that my wife and I, um, after like years that I always like pushed it back, she said, you know what? It's a great opportunity right now with all these COVID around and our lives that were like on hold. Now it's a perfect timing to maybe go and pursue that. And I remember thinking to myself, well, she's got a point. And when we thought about where we're going to move, what is like the best place to move to, we were looking for the intersection between like a great academic and social experience to also like a great place for our family to grow in. And when looking at the level of educational institutions here, the community here, and as Abid said, it is like great to know that everyone around you are pretty much at the same position as you are. And when that happens, it like creates the best environment and the optimal one for a family to thrive in. So this is why it was so easy to choose an Arbo out of everything. Um, but I must say thank you to my wife because without her, I will definitely push it back again and won't be here right now. Well, shout out to Sa's wife. I think that's pretty impressive to um, move the family here and have the support of your partner. Michelle, you're the only partner we have here on the table. So when you moved to Ann Arbor, what did work look like? Did you change jobs? Did the Michigan community support you in that endeavor? And which clubs and organizations have you joined? Yeah, so the admissions team is very supportive to all partners, whether you want to go into an admissions role or not. We speak to many prospective students and their partners on a daily basis. So we tend to just naturally meet a lot of people from different backgrounds. So it's a good plug to, you know, help anyone out who's considering coming to Ann Arbor and maybe wants to look for a new job in the area. For me personally, I was, as I mentioned earlier, in IT audit for six years and I was looking to transition out. So I spoke with Michael, who's no longer in the admissions team, and he gave me the idea to just network with different people across the university, connect with them on LinkedIn, have coffee chats. And when the opportunity arose within the admissions team, they called me and asked if I wanted to accept the role. So I did. And I started it even before we had moved here. So that's a little bit about the career aspect of moving to Ross. And to conclude on that, I would definitely encourage anyone who's a little maybe skeptical about what opportunities there are in Ann Arbor to connect with the admissions team because um, we're always happy to help. And shameless plug there, <laughs> shout out to admissions. <laughs> and from a club perspective, I am a member of the Partners Club, which is PCAR. And I actually just ran for the VP of membership role. So I'll be holding that position starting in April. And I'm also part of the Wolverine Wine Club for more of a social aspect, getting to meet others who are students and not necessarily other partners as well. And I would love to add that too. I think, Michelle, it's kind of what you were talking about. One, as I mentioned, my wife also works here at Ross. And so I think just a great opportunity. I think a really cool thing about what Ross does in of itself, but also too, the fact that partners can join clubs, even if their partner who is a student is not in that club. So my wife's in the Wolverine Wine Club as well, even though I am not. So I think it's a really great outlet and a great way for partners to get involved. So I think that's really great and appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, and if I can add to that, right when school starts, there's this big event called Meet the Clubs, and we come out with a deck, the program office does, that specifies all the different clubs there are and whether partners are able to join or not. And off the top of my head, I can think of 30-plus clubs that are open to partners. So that was really cool, coming in you, not knowing anyone, and mingling with others in the Meet the Clubs session. 
Yeah, which is awesome. So I think that's yeah. one thing. I mean, granted, I have, I'm have i a little biased here, I guess, but I do think Ross does a great job of incorporating partners into the experience. And I know my wife has said on numerous occasions that she feels like she's kind of having her own Ross experience. That's one of, I guess, a part of what I'm doing, but also she kind of has her own experience, which I think is really cool. So awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. Well, going back, and I think, Saul, we're actually going to kick it to you first. So would love to talk a little bit about, like, for the students, how have you kind of struck that balance between being a student and being a partner? And Saul, and I guess in your instance, too, being a partner and a parent, what does that look like for you? So that's a great question. And I think that this is a question that we're asking ourselves, like, every day since we've been admitted to Ross. And we're trying to navigate everything about our personal lives, professional lives, and everything around, like enjoying the Ross experience. But on the other hand, remembering that we have a family and also um, living together with a partner that has her own needs and her own wishes. If I can speak for myself, I think that the first and most important tip is recognizing it is there. Look into your partner's eyes and know that you need to build a plan also for your partner. You need to build a plan also for your children. And I know it might sound weird, but you're not in every student's shoes. So when you get ready to the MBA, as all of us know, you know all of the great professors' names. You know exactly which classes you want to enroll to. You even imagine which map project you're going to be assigned to. And most of the people have like the tendency to underestimate how important it is to have like a separate parallel plan of how your partner's and family's life are going to look like. So planning it in advance will be something that you will value a lot. In my opinion, you can't succeed if your partner or family are unhappy. So in my case, for example, I made sure that my wife connects with other Israeli women around Ann Arbor, and I was so happy to hear that there are quite a few. We also signed her up for English classes to increase our level of English. We also signed up together to the YMCA, which is a great um, sports facility, because we decided that we're going to pursue something on like a personal level that we wanted to achieve. So I got back to the gym, she got back to swimming, and we're doing it together. And she also works part-time for her Israeli employer. So it keeps her busy. And the fact that she's busy, she has something to wake up in the morning for, is something that really helped her out settle in to this new environment, new culture, and everything around it. One last thing that I would like to add is that we came here with like a clear plan on who from our family is going to visit us and when. So we had like a clear plan for the first year. It helps us not missing them too much and not thinking about it all the time because we have something to expect to. And I think that in life, when you have something to expect to, it always helps you overcome challenges in difficult times. Um, and this is something that I think is essential. At the end, just treat your partner and family's plan like the most important one, at least as important as your own MBA plans. So, Sai, you mentioned your wife is taking English classes. I know here at Rose Partners are actually allowed to take some classes uh, along with their partners or even just sign up for any classes. Has she signed up for any classes at Ross? So it was an opportunity, um, but we decided to go on something else that also the Partners Club uh, fund. It's called MLC, the Michigan Language Center. So you need to pay for these classes, but the Partners Club are also uh, subsidizing 15% of it. So that's like really nice of them and it really helps us out. The other option that was something that we considered is a free English lessons that the Washtenau County around here are sponsoring. So everyone can go for that for part-time, full-time, whatever suits anyone's needs. 
she decided to go for the MLC and not for the full program at Ross because she had friends that going to this MLC center. So this is why she decided to go for that opportunity. But I'm really happy that we had this kind of support. She has like a variety of options to choose from. And then each and every one of us can choose what suits them most. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to pass it to you to talk a little bit about, you know, how have you really thought about balancing being a student with, with being a partner? Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that you have to be conscious about. I think the first thing it was to sharing our calendars. I thought that was essential to be like, hey, this will be my class schedule. These are my commitments. This is where I'll be. I'm actually admittedly bad at communication. So <laughs> I had to actually be more conscious about like, hey, constantly letting Michelle know where I'm at or letting her know that these would be my plans for the day. And and I think that was essential. And I think for all partners coming in, just have some way of letting your partner know what are your commitments. Don't overextend yourself, that being said, but also be communicative about what your plans look like for the day. The second part of it was from the get-go, and I think this is something that an MBA last year, when I got admitted, advised me, is to involve your partner from get-go. Make sure that you're bringing them to all events, irrespective of you think that it's a student-only event or whatnot. And most events are welcoming. I think all events at Ross are open to partners. So I think the little hesitation you have is like, oh, I don't know anyone, but now I got to bring my partner, which is just normal. But you just forget about that and just make your partner feel part of the experience. And I think now Michelle probably has a bigger friend circle than I do. She has more like girls night or different kind of wine nights than I do. Sometimes I'm in the room doing my homework and she's having <laughs> having a wine night in the other room. So I think that was very, very crucial for her to feel at home and also impacted how I could balance my life uh, here in, in Ann Arbor. That's awesome. And then Evelyn, we'll kind of toss it to you to wrap this question up. My goodness, I'm hearing so many things that run parallel to my to my experience as well. First and foremost, I think that the calendar that Abed mentioned is essential. I've gotten into the habit of planning out and prioritizing time with my partner, whether that's a trip to Chicago or him coming here at least two or three weeks out so that nobody has claimed my time in a way that I don't want them to. <laughs> um, so really, really making sure that that time is set aside. And then from the get-go, I wouldn't be here without my partner either. And so every big decision is a conversation, uh, whether that's like which housing situation I'm going to live in. I live in a six-unit townhouse, so I have quite a few roommates. Um, but we talked about that. What does that look like when he's spending a weekend here? What does that look like when there's a party going on or something like that? So we made that a conversation. And then most recently, and probably most important, how I'm spending my time outside of the classroom. So I, I had multiple conversations with my partner about taking on the MBA council presidency and that that would really affect, you know, my time on the weekends and my time after school time because it's such a big role. And he couldn't have been more enthusiastic and supportive at, just as he was when I got into Ross. Um, so I feel very grateful and thankful for that type of support. Finally, I um, started making events optional for him. So when he does come and visit, we have a list of mandatory activities and then a list of optional activities. So depending on whether he's feeling uh, extroverted or introverted or who's going to be at the events, whether it's PCAR or not, like we, we have a discussion about what the social calendar looks like every time he's in town. And that really helps too. 
Evelyn, just to echo that, <laughs> my husband definitely had an issue coming to see me. And I'm like, oh, we have this planned. And he's all up in all the events doing this and that. And he's like, I just want to spend time with you. So I think making that optional for them and actually having that conversation about which events you want to attend or they want to attend is pretty important. Yeah, quality time is essential with all of those visits. And I felt myself really wanting to share my world with my partner. I really wanted him to know my friends and understand like how good of a time I was having here at school. But what was most important to him was like quality time. Like, yes, we're in a new place. Yes, we should do activities. But can we actually just like have a meal and talk to each other? And so we really started being intentional about how we spend those times. That's awesome. Yeah, I think to me, two big takeaways from this conversation this far. One, uh, behind every successful MBA is a strong partner who's mm -hmm. pushing them, supporting them. Like, I think they really are the unsung heroes, I think, in the MBA experience. And one of the things we have, particularly for students, is you're split into sections when you get here. So there's uh, sections one through five, but we kind of colloquially say section six is the partner section, probably the strongest of them all, truthfully. But also, too, I really need to step up my game. You guys are... Uh, mentioning some great things I think I need to incorporate. So I've got some good feedback, some good action items coming out of this podcast for sure. Yeah. And then moving on, I really want to hear about all your favorite date spots. Maybe I could steal some of them. <laughs> Abid, you want to start? All right. Uh, the first one is Black Pearl. They have a great happy hour and I really enjoy their fried shrimps and tacos. That being said, I know everybody says the food scene in Ann Arbor is great. It's solid. I would appreciate you all to go to Ipsy, which is 10 minutes away from Ann Arbor. It has great food or take a trip to Detroit, which has a phenomenal food scene. But Black Pearl is the one that comes to my mind. Michelle, what's your favorite date spot? Is that Black Pearl or? Black Pearl is great because they have a discounted food menu and cocktail menu. So we're not going bankrupt. We're having a few <laughs> drinks and a nice meal. Uh, Raven's Club is very nice too. And we really enjoy just getting away sometimes from the raw scene and driving over to Ipsy and having a nice meal over there too. Getting back to um, Evelyn's point about quality time, I have two spots that we really like. One of them is the Avalon Cafe. It's located in the downtown. They have great menus. And we spend the time after going to the gym and swimming. We're going there right before I get back to Ross for classes. And the second is kind of a hidden gem, or at least I think it's a hidden gem. That's Oasis. Oasis is a place for hot tubs. And they have open-air hot tubs that are really cool, especially when it's snowy outside. So we've been there twice. It's amazing spending an hour there. Um, and... Based on the reactions that I'm getting around the table, it is a hidden gem. Right. <laughs> I've actually been there once for a friend's birthday. <laughs> well, I didn't hear anything about this. So that's where that's Evelyn a new is date going. Spot now. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, my favorite date spot is actually the farmer's market on Saturday mornings. So every Saturday morning that uh, my partner comes to town, we wake up and that's our first spot. We have coffee, we have our favorite bakeries, I get vegetables and stuff for the week, and we just have a lovely morning. My partner and most of the time comes in on a Thursday night, so after work he'll either drive or take the um, Amtrak train over, which gets in pretty late. But that means that he works remotely Friday while I am doing meetings and everything else that I do on Fridays. But because we have classes, uh, we get to sometimes pick a little bit out of that time. And then we have all day Saturday and part of the day Sunday before he goes back. So we get to to take advantage of long weekends here at Ross quite often. 
Nice. Well, my husband and I love Indian food, and so we usually order in from this spot called Aroma. They have the best shrimp biryani. Like, oh my god, the shrimp tastes like chicken. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> going there tonight. Shrimp is my Achilles heel. Like, it's that good. It's it good. is that good, and they serve such large portions that if we order just two meals, those will last us at least three days. So it's actually a good catch and a good buy. So. Yeah, I think for us, uh, Mary Guest and I love to go grab drinks somewhere. So I would say our two kind of favorite spots are Mash, uh, which is in downtown, and then The Last Word, which is a really fun cocktail bar. Hard to get into if you don't have reservations. So you gotta kind of think ahead a little bit, but two really great spots for sure. Yeah, last Word is a must do. Yeah, it's awesome. I've yet to have a bad drink there. So it's uh, definitely recommended for sure. And so I guess kind of going off of that, looking forward, is there a certain event or a certain place you and your partner are interested in going that you haven't done yet? So Michelle, we'll start with you on that one. Yeah. So when we moved here last August, we didn't realize how popular tubing was. So we just showed up to a tubing area. We're like, can we get some tubes? And they're like, no, we're sold out for the next three weekends. <laughs> so on my to-do list, once it warms up in the upcoming months, is to go tubing. To add on that, it's also coming from Miami where tubes are available all the time. Here we thought like, oh, tubing in August, it's, it's a year-long thing, but it's just actually six months thing. So definitely excited for that. The second thing that after doing a sea trek with Evelyn and her partner, I think I want to work on my dancing skills being so clumsy, I feel. Whenever I mess up on the dancing floor, everyone sees it. So we are excited to also explore some salsa dancing. Well, Abed is 6'6", six, six, in all fairness. You can't see that through here. But when he drops one elbow, it can reach the masses. <laughs> I'm a danger on, on the dance floor, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you have something to work on. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say that, I mean, I, I've been doing tubing twice, I think, during the winter. And they have amazing places for like, I don't know, 40 minutes drive from here. Um, I'm aiming to learn skiing uh, with my wife. So this is something that we always wanted to do. And in Israel, we don't have so much of a snow. Um, so we definitely want to do that. I will go for snowboarding, although I'm not sure it's uh, suitable to my age, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> and she wants to uh, learn how to ski. So that's our plans for the next winter. I think for me, um, I think we want to explore Detroit more. We've been a couple times, been to a date night, things like that in Detroit. But I think seeing more of the sites, maybe going to the museums, things like that. It's close enough that it's easy, but it's also far enough that it, it feels like a nice experience. But this new hot tub place, <laughs> gonna, that's also on the list. I know. <laughs> So uh, my husband and I love going to museums, and I feel like we haven't taken advantage of the museums at Michigan. So I think that's our next to-do list, try to like hit all the museums up. <laughs> yeah, I think we're definitely, uh, Mary Guest and I are planning a weekend in Detroit, hopefully in the next few weeks, and also tubing come August, as it's, I think it's like 35 degrees outside right now here in Ann Arbor. So definitely not conducive for, as you mentioned, I'm like six months out of the year, but come summer, it's, I think, the thing to do. So looking forward to that for sure. So... It's been great hearing about all your experiences, but what's your favorite Ross event? I'll start with you, Sar. I think that the favorite Ross event was the first one for me. It was the Food Truck Friday held by the NBA Council. And this event was like the first opportunity for both my wife and my kids to feel how it is to be part of this amazing community. There was also great food, but um, great people and 
I think that the fact that it comes in the first Friday after you start school is something that really helps you hit the road and feels like you are part of this community for a very long time. And my wife, I remember when we got back, she told me she feels like she's been here for so long and she feels like home. So I really remember this specific event as something that really left a mark. Michelle, you want to add to that? So my favorite uh, Ross event that we've attended would have to be Afrobeats, Diwali, these different culture events that go on at our nightclub that we have here in Ann Arbor. It's about once every month. It's such a great time. So many different people come together to learn more about a certain culture and everyone is just, you know, there to immerse with one another and really just hang out. So I feel like those have been really great events for us to attend. Yeah, I'm excited for A-pop, which is kind of like the Asian music scene. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see how the dance moves and really get in touch with <laughs> that side of myself. And Latin Nights, which is, I think, the week after that. So It's time for those dance lessons, yeah. Avin. <laughs> talking, talking about dancing, Eugenia was part of Afrobeats. And Eugenia can dance. Eugenia, <laughs> Eugenia is a dancer. <laughs> She's a queen. Well, thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> For me, the favorite event was Risky Business because it's your classmates on the stage. They're so talented. And at the same time, they're picking all the bangers, all the best hits that I actually know. Again, music, dancing, not my favorite too, but um, it's been a lot of fun, Risky Business. And, and another one to add to this that I didn't think is fun or like I didn't even consider it was the bus. I thought like having like a pregame with all your classmates right off the bed or pretty much most of the fall A or fall B, which is from August to December, just having a spot that, you know, everybody is going to be there on Saturday celebrating Michigan football and celebrating the wins, which were a whole lot last year, was great because you get to like just continue to strengthen those friendships and those bonds that you have recently formed. So that's Ross Boss and Risky Business are two of my favorite events. My favorite event was actually a PCAR event that we went to um, last fall. It was right around Halloween and uh, the PCAR group went bowling in costume, uh, which was a lot of fun. And I think that that was a really good combination of just like an event where I could take my partner. We had an activity, but we could get to know other partners. And I will say it was the first time I've ever beat my partner bowling. I scored a 150 and was just so proud of myself. So that one is still still (laughs) close to my heart. Yeah, I think to echo that too, Evelyn, there's also, I think my favorite would probably be the PCAR Friendsgiving that we did. So that was, honestly, I love Thanksgiving. It's probably one of my favorite days, great food, you get to be with family and friends. And so PCAR did a Friendsgiving the week before. So it was a lot of fun just to be able to share a meal with people and, and get to know people a little bit better. So yeah, I would echo the PCAR events uh, are a lot of fun for sure. So my favorite events have been the Story Lab events or in-club events that do kind of like echo the Story Lab theme where you kind of like hear your fellow classmates go on stage and speak to their experiences and kind of like get to know more about them and see them be vulnerable and put themselves out there. Uh, I think that's really interesting for me to hear and I really appreciate their vulnerability as well. Can I add one more? Uh, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't mention sports. Uh, I think that the opportunity to like go to football games and go to basketball games, I even went to gymnastics this year, has been really fun for my partner and I to do together. 
Um, and I think looking ahead for next year, we're really excited to invite some of our old friends to Ann Arbor for those two so that we can really introduce everyone to, uh, you know, the Ross football magic. Yeah, I think to echo that too, Evelyn, my wife and I become huge Michigan hockey fans this year. So being from the Southeast, like not grew up with hockey, don't really watch hockey, but we've been to a couple of games and like we were like find ourselves getting into it. Like halfway through the second period, we were like on our feet screaming, didn't really understand the rules yet, but a lot of fun. So Michigan athletics, huge part of the Ross experience and a lot of fun to go to for sure. Yeah, yeah. And those student tickets are very cheap. Yeah, which is awesome. Nice. And just to echo that, um, if you're an incoming MBA, uh, when you get that email to buy football tickets, do that right away. <laughs> Wake up at 8 a.m. and buy them because those get sold out. Uh, I just got mine for the next season and I'm super excited for that. Awesome. Um, so I guess kind of our final question for our panelists, Sarah, actually can go back to you. And you've mentioned this a little bit throughout our time, but kind of the family experience. And we'd love for you if you could hit on a little bit, maybe some of the resources that are available to families who are moving to Ann Arbor. Yeah, definitely. I would love to. Um, I think that, first of all, if you're an international student, you definitely should look into the website of the International Center. Um, they have a lot of resources there around visas, around um, different subsidies and um, other procedures that is really good to know. And, and you won't be surprised um, when you get here. I think that engaging, connecting and use other people's experience is something that is vital. I mean, talk to other students that are now MBA ones, MBA twos that already did that um, and hear from their experience. I would say two more things is, first of all, an Arbor public school system is great. It's really great. They have tons of information over their website and they're putting a lot of resources to support yours and your family um, efforts to settle in. And we really appreciate that. And to conclude it all, I know that Ross also offers a childcare subsidy. So I recommend looking into the Ross Financial Aid website for more information about that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Sar. That's great. And just to add to that, Sar, I would also uh, definitely encourage you to reach out to PCAR as a resource. A lot of the club members are there to connect you with others. And something that was very valuable to Abed and I before we even moved here was connecting with other incoming students and their partners and having those wine nights that he talked about. So once we did make that move to Ann Arbor, we were fortunate enough to already have relationships with people who were willing to help us move and uh, were willing to show us around because they had been here two days before us. So they knew a little bit more. And I'm very grateful to the Ross community for that. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing in group chats when I came, uh, like, hey, if you need help moving, reach out. And I saw a bunch of people say, hey, I'm, I'm moving in at 5 p.m. Is there anyone who can help? And five to six people would show up to actually help you move in. So definitely appreciate that. Well, to all our panelists, thank you so much for joining us and sharing today. We really appreciate you. And I'm sure the incoming students listening to this podcast definitely have a lot of resources and information that they can use uh, to make a decision or to apply to Ross. This has been another edition of the Ross Monthly brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Preston Hill and myself, Eugenia Collins. Executive producers of the BBU are Bob Nidham, Christina Weinberg, and Eric Hoffenbeck. Special thanks to Jonathan Brookman, who did our editing today. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, go blue. And this is Business Beyond Usual.